Spooky ghouls, this is One Frame Off. I'm Brody. Rose Nightingale. And I'm Jess. And like we said, this is One Frame Off, episode two, and it's spooky time. Yes. And just before we get anything, we're all here. We're comfy. We're all wearing pajamas. We all got some drinks. What yeah. are we all drinking today? Um, I am drinking a rosé that someone gifted to me. It's not what I would normally drink. We all know I'm a beer gal, but I'm doing the rosé today. And Dang. it's... Rosé well, today, rosé <laughs> You're right. Well, you all, you all know. You all know that I'm a, know. a beer snob. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm doing the wine today. I feel like we've all had some good beer experience under our belts. Yeah. yeah. Rose uh, has her corner, okay, guys? Rose Rose has her corner. And right now, it's the 1911 Raspberry. Mm. Can you I, tell everybody what 1911 is if they don't know? It's just a craft cider. It's a craft cider. 1911 <laughs> craft cider. I remember you, we brought the donut cider and Ugh. yeah, y'all were oh, telling me. Oh, it's so gross. It, it sounds really nice. It's a cider that I tastes like really donuts. really good. But like you told me that like the way they make it is they actually like soak yeah, donuts. Yeah, they legit soak donuts in, in the, the batches of cider. And that to me is just like the like the ultimate it's, epic no. version of like soggy cereal. No, yeah, well, it's cinnamon donuts. That they soak too, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's got to be cinnamon. It's it is. It's cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon brown sugar, or donut cider. Yeah, something okay. like that. It's weird. I, I enjoy it, um, but to me, it tastes. I like. There's not really like a donut aspect to it for me because I can't taste that. But it does. It tastes like a brown sugar cider. All right, it, it's delightful. Teach their own. Yeah, personally, like I'm cinnamon. slipping on. I'm sipping on Quinn's whiskey. It's uh, from Concord, North Carolina. We love to keep it local here. We love keeping it local. We're in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, so we got a lot of North Carolina products with us. Yeah, here. absolutely. Here, the ice. Actually, I think 1911 around. is from New York. <laughs> it is. But um, my home state. But we. Um, well, that's local in a whole other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's bringing a little piece of the North back down here with me. Yeah, it is a brand you drink very frequently. I don't know where the hell this rosé is from. It uh, people gift me Probably wine from all the Italy time. Or France, one of the two. Maybe something fancy like that. Or, we'll say it's fancy. Or well, wine is California. <laughs> Probably or, or California. No, wine is regional. Like champagne is not champagne unless it comes from Champagne, France. I've heard like a lot of snooty people say that it's not snooty. I... It's just like what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if a region of France earned the name. Of a wine. Champagne. Like, like an entire section or variety of wine. I would yeah. be very snooby about that too. Like, excuse you. Yeah, like I just made like... come from me to be I special. just made like some tub champagne and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's champagne too. I'd be down for it too. We would call it sparkling wine, but I would be totally down for it. Mm -hmm. Tub um, champagne. It's just your very regional variants just taste different. Yeah. Like how your uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs are very grapefruity. Shit like that. I mean, who, who cares? Whatever. This isn't a podcast Snoops. about drinks. Snoops care. <laughs> yes. But we are actually coming. We're, it's, it's late so October. It's late, late October. October. By the time October. this uploads, it and should be Halloween just day. now finally starting to feel like fall in Raleigh. Mm. Like literally just like yesterday, I think. That classic 70 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were just now getting fall weather here, so we thought it would be the perfect time. The classic time. 70 degrees and everyone bundles up because they think it's freezing out. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I hate Lord the South. Lord have mercy <laughs> on the South. <laughs> uh, you know what? I love the South. I've lived here a long time. Uh, so North Carolina I. is definitely like 
the cultural Alamo of this area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> it's um, Raleigh in particular is a wonderful place to live. Yeah, the state of the halfbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as Brody, we're not talking about that. But as Brody mentioned, yes, it is a uh, spooky season. Spooky season. We get this uploaded. It will be the 31st. Yeah. And we're here to talk about a few of our like, uh, well, I was about to say some of our favorite hollow Halloween movies, but like we're we're doing some things very specific. We're talking about The Conjuring, Ed and Lorraine Warren, the James Wan, James, James Wan, Wan in general, and of course I need to touch base with everybody about uh, Malignant, mm. <laughs> which yes. I have not seen. Jess has seen. I've seen it twice already. <laughs> she's so, so she's shown us a few clips, and it looks very redonkulous. As, as you can say redundant too, actually. Yeah. Redundant, <laughs> redonkulous, reductive, risotto. As a tradition holds, we always have to have someone who has no clue what we're talking about, and that would be me. Mm-hmm. I am a complete and utter wimp when yeah. it comes to horror. Candyman, the original one, scared the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. I had to have a friend watch that with me. I went to see Old with Brody and Jess. Yeah. And Brody will attest to this. I was climbing up the back of my seat half the time. She was very curled up. I did not like it. Yeah, that movie <laughs> sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But, Technically uh, very... Well, I'm going to tell you right now, good cinematography... It, it's Great not it, it's not the chills I'm looking for when I'm going to a horror movie. I mean, hey it's guys, nice. how do we get out of here? I don't know. Did anyone try the back exit? You mean swimming through the fucking coral? Yeah, no one tried that. Well, I wouldn't think there's literally a back think, door. To be fair, there are way too many psychological things going on to unpack. Why, like in a an hour and a half movie? Also, yeah. like the whole thing with oh hey we're friends I'm gonna give you this code was never really like. Highlighted. It was kind of like an offbeat. Almost. Are you kidding? The whole time I'm thinking like, read the fucking letter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. read the fucking letter. Like, <laughs> no, it was just like an odd thing. And then he's like, oh wait, I remember, I have a letter. But if he didn't wait, hadn't like, a it whole only day. been like one day though? Yeah. yeah, it was like one day. Yeah. To be fair, that's a lot going on. I will. I'll play devil's advocate here. That's a lot going it, on it in is. one day. It is to have aged to what about 45 50 and yeah. have a child and lose it and almost everybody that you love and not and even get married to the baby mama and have a mortgage well i mean <laughs> they they those well, kids they, were messed they up they dodged a bullet with that one in my opinion but yeah um but, uh, yeah, yeah. It is. That, that's your baseline old scared me so did the original candy man yeah. i'm not gonna go first and foremost not gonna go see candy man the, the remake. The Jordan Peele one, I still need to see it. Screw yeah. that. I don't know. Like, I've, I've, heard, I've heard it's really good. Me too. I love Jordan Peele. Peele? Peele, yeah. Peele. Peele. Love him. Great work. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We'll talk more about him Did in you another like Get episode. Out? I didn't even watch Get Out. This, this is the baseline. I told you. I like Get his out. work. But I know I'm not going to watch it. Rose, you gotta just like, you just gotta go through it. Like I know like... <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I sw- Jess is lucky I'm watching horror films on Halloween. That is the one day a year. <laughs> hey, look, hey guys. One day a year, I will lodge watching a horror film that is Yeah, we're going to watch Hereditary. Rose, I have... <laughs> oh, no. No, we're going to watch Hereditary. Absolutely not. Oh, no. we absolutely are. You're going to kill her. You're going to kill her. I have a 
list and I have a rule. I will only watch horror films that are significant to either the franchise that or that drastically changed the industry. Okay, okay. well then hereditary is actually really appropriate. Hereditary is appropriate, get out's appropriate, and I have some tips to go to help you out through your next spooky ventures next time you want to watch a scary movie you mean but either this halloween or next one uh you could wait you could wait a year you could i will definitely wait a year you could keep this in your back pocket i think i saw so i saw a meme the other day and i think this will be appropriate for you it's uh anytime you are uh, afraid in a horror movie all you have to think is that's just a bunch of theater kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> the least threatening the thing least in the world. threatening people also the most magical and wonderful um but let's be honest here that's a bunch of theater kids yeah. It, it ain't scary. It's a bunch of makeup and um, corn syrup and theater kids putting on a show for you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so that could be your mantra. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you want to get back to our uh, main topic for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can get, we can be- get back, back on track here. We want to talk about the Conjuring movies, uh, the movies inspired by <laughs> the cases of... Not even necessarily the Conjuring movies. I'm going to talk about multiple James Wan movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Wan, The Conjuring... And some, you know, just lightly touching on Ed and Lorraine because they are very fascinating. They are wonderful. Like the more, it's a great story. Like whether or not you believe, you actually agree with them, or (laughs) whether or not you think they are con artists or not. Regardless, a very interesting story. They totally are. I'm putting my my whole stance. They are. Oh, 100% grifters in my opinion. But I but, think that they definitely are like grifters and con artists. But at the same time, I still think they believe it. But I will say there is one case that their presence actually made shit worse hmm. and was left out. So when we get to that, I'll, I'll be sure to talk a little bit more about that. Granted, okay, so- I did work on two different sources. I worked on very non-biased listicles talking about their biggest hoaxes and grifts. And then I also saw the um, Universal Pictures put out their like little life story documentary after making The Conjuring. So that's probably in their favor. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. I'll also bring up one big thing when we're talking about the movies. You got to bring up the uh, court case between the man who owns the rights to Ed and Lorraine Warren, their like life story and shit, mm-hmm. versus Warner Brothers. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and how. I that guess um, a great made. jumping off point would be um, guys who are Ed and Lorraine Warren for those that don't who know. Who are Ed and Lorraine Warren? So, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, both recently deceased and married, and both When did they die? Lorraine died in 2006. 2006, and Ed before that. I don't remember the year specifically. Hold on, I got you. I got you. So they weren't alive for a lot of this success. In terms of like a a positive... Oh, I'm sorry. Reimagining of their lives. Mm -hmm. Let me reiterate, or let me uh, fact check. Ed died 2006. Lorraine died 2019. Okay, right. okay. Cool. But anyways, but they, they were they were actually alive for a lot of this. Yeah. Which is interesting. They lived a life as pioneers of modern ghost hunting. Demonology. And demonology created the school of demonology in New England. Was it? I know that they're like living in Connecticut and they made the museum in their backyard. Yeah, they, in 1952, they founded the New England Society of Psychic Research or N-E-S-P-R. Nesper. Nesper. They're one of the oldest ghost hunting groups mm-hmm. to be recognized in the country right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And they There's both that. believe that they had like um, 
Lorraine was psychic. Lorraine was psychic, saying she saw like lights around people and believed that to be sort of like she their a, way of communicating with her. She was a vibe checker, a human vibe checker. She was she was a vibe check of a lady. I'll tell you what, <laughs> like your auras and stuff. Yeah, or like, yeah. She okay. would walk in. It's, and go, it reminded me a lot of uh, Luna Lovegood. And how yeah. she like saw like the invisible things with her cool Lady Gaga glasses. Yeah, but she didn't need Lady Gaga glasses. She no, just she... walk in and go, oh shit, there's a ghost in this house. Well, there's no a ghost shit, here. we're it's calling right you there. because there's something. Oh no, no, no. It's in the room, it's in the corner. We're cleansing this bad boy. Yeah, and Ed, you wanna talk about what he did? Um, Ed was Ed was a funny guy. He would all uh, like I heard from um the Universal documentary that he would usually go up to these so-called haunted houses before even entering, he would sit down for 30 minutes and sketch the house and then just come over so there. So he was a sketcher in real life. Yeah, he was, he was he, an artist. He oh, was a sketchy cool. guy. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, but um, he would sketch over there and that would kind of be like his icebreaker before going over. And I just remember before that, he was in the Navy. And Ed and Lorraine kind of met and fell in love while he was on leave. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the sole survivor of a ship going down, was it? I didn't read that. Someone else. It's something like that. There's someone listening to this who's like a bigger nerd about this than (laughs) me, who's like, no, that's wrong. Wrong. But they did did meet when he was on leave, though, Mm -hmm. and... It was something similar, like he was involved in a shipwreck. Do you remember the whole, like, what she, what Lorraine said was how they met? No, I don't. So, and this is the most 1950s thing ever. They met in an ice cream parlor. And Ed, and Ed wanted to go and buy her a Coke. And she was like, I don't drink Coke, but I'm going to drink this Coke with my soda pop and my ice cream. And Ed said, man, I knew for a fact you were a gold digger after that day. (laughs) Because she wanted a Coca-Cola float. Yeah, and then yeah. they and then they popped into their Chevy Bel Air and flew off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't I just like I know like I just don't really have a positive view of him. I'm sorry. Look, yeah, if they, look the way despite they like though is so fucking cute. I mean that yeah, is cute. Despite them being like some weird people throughout history. It's maybe the best love story. It in, is wholesome. It's a it wholesome love wholesome. story. Despite the fact that they probably enabled each other. He will 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ed also, he was a big researcher as well. So some of the cases, he would look into the history of it while Lorraine was off doing her psychic stuff or yeah. whatever. But they did, I want to say like 20, 80, 20% of the research together, mm-hmm. 80% uh, the rest of the research was almost on Ed. Well, that's the thing that, that I kind of like took away from their cup, the whole couple. They were just so in their own world. Yeah, uh, oh, most certainly. And they supported each other the whole time. I feel time. like that's really depicted really well in the Conjuring movies. Them being in their own bubble of a world. That where they kind yeah. of just exist for each other and I'm going to sound for like themselves. the one who's off real quick. I actually haven't seen too many of the Conjuring. I haven't seen the first Conjuring, which is all about them as a couple back in the day. So, yes I don't know no. how. Yeah, so like they the flash back to it. The Conjuring covers one of their most famous cases. Jess, you want to talk a little bit about the movie though? So like full disclosure, I've seen the Conjuring movie. I saw it in theaters when it came out and I've seen it at least three or four times since then. But I tried to rewatch it for this podcast and I got to be honest with you guys. 
I couldn't sit through it. No? Couldn't do it. I mm. really, really tried. I couldn't sit through it. I just found it really boring. And I think um, it's just like my recent distaste for uh, PG-13 horror movies that are PG-13 for the sake of being a major release. That's one thing I noticed about all of us. We all yeah. have sort of our like niche ideas of like good horror movies. Jess is a strong believer that like if you're going to do something scary, it's got to be like rated R or harder. For adults, I, I think there's a certain... Um, threshold we need mm-hmm. to be broken i and it and like and i'm not saying that there aren't scary pg-13 or even pg movies because there are but if you want to talk about like actually taking me where i need to go it's got to be provocative. i need to see the blood and the guts and i need serious themes and i need despair and human suffering i'm sorry <laughs> like i just do i agree on like the serious theme stuff like to me like S-tier horror is the, like, the haunting of series on Netflix, the haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, that's not just, like, hey, it's the spooky, scary jump scares that'll happen every now and then as much as just, like, building up an atmosphere and a lore and, like, the big melancholic drama that surrounds people. That's scary to me. Well, yeah. Well, like, even those in particular, which I know we don't get a lot of with horror movies, and I know before we started recording, we were talking about Hereditary, which is a great example. We don't need to touch on this for very long. But a well-acted, which Hereditary... With that fucking face on your face. Yeah. A well-acted, well-written, like, gutting family story, you could take away a lot of the gore from that movie and it would still be petrifying because it's such a real raw subject. Like the like the scene that I always show people when I want to convince them is that one where it's like uh the kid is like in class and then you can see him getting possessed. Yeah. And then he's just like banging his head on the desk and then he just snaps out of it. You could not do that unless you're, like, a great actor. And I'm, like, there with him. Oh, and, and you know, fun fact, he's also an old. (laughs) (laughs) Is he really? Yes, he is. He really is an old. What's his name? (laughs) I don't know. I want to say Alex Wolf, but that could easily be wrong. I'm not going to Google it. it, it the the handsome kid with a mole. We don't Google things here. The handsome kid with a mole. That's in Hereditary and Old. You guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, not, you can Google it. Well, back to The Conjuring, though. I right. mean, it's your classic haunted house story. Like, full full all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even similar to... It's even very similar to A Haunting in Connecticut, which is also based off an mm-hmm. Ed and Lorraine um, yeah. uh, story. But well, the, haunting, the Conjuring takes place in... Rhode Island, because the case that it's based off of is called the Perrin family. And basically, the Perrin family, they move into this old-ass house that somehow survived one of the worst historically... historically Every James Wan movie has a family that moves into a house... No matter how old it is, the walls just always look dirty. Have you guys noticed that? Anybody? Like, literally everyone. Like, even in. That's not how the house is, though. The house looks pretty fucking cool. No, it doesn't. The house looks terrible. On the inside, it looks like no one has freaking pine sawed those walls in 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that's with every James Wan movie, the walls look smudged and dirty. Check check it out, guys. I'm telling you right now. I, I'm telling you right now, none of those walls are smudged. <laughs> Welcome back to our architecture podcast. <laughs> okay, no. Why, James Wan? Why? But the Perrin house, though, the, the actual house that is in Rhode Island, you can definitely go see it. Oh, the real house. Okay. Yeah, the real house. It was actually, what was it, a kindergarten or 
grade school intro intro grade school i didn't do that much research no, no but it was for about a few years or so like the parent family did that have to do with why it was so haunted yeah, yeah. so there's, there's a part of it so the parents move into an old ass house in rhode island and this house somehow survived miraculously one of the worst historical hurricanes of its time in rhode island so the parents move in the water damage that's why the walls look bad hold on first few months is perfectly fine and then a few months later it's like oh shit weird stuff is going on i i don't know what the hell's what the hell this is they're like okay maybe maybe there's just odd coincidences oh a few months Mm -hmm. later they're like nah it's ghosts it's gotta be ghosts and they're like okay we can live with a ghost what the hell like every normal person at that time sure it's like the 40s the 50s let's just live in a fucking house yeah. that's cool that's supposedly haunted. i mean look man it would happen to you today you get locked in on that fucking mortgage you can't get out that quick you know oh, how are you gonna resell it you got you're gonna make peace with that ghost yeah you gotta learn to <laughs> so, be roommates 100 percent. 100 percent. they have like three or so small kids but um they're, at one point, though, it starts getting malicious. Like, it's like ghosts, in the movie, in the first Conjuring, I think it's like four kids. It's like it's, a, it's a lot of kids. Yeah. It, well, you gotta kill off at least two of them. Well, there's good. two that share a room. I think there's one older sibling, and then there's obviously like the token young child that yeah. sees shit around the house. Well, yeah. The kids yeah. actually are significant. They do play a role in this case. because They do in the movie, too. Like, some of the scariest points are with the children. children? Specifically, the two girls in their bedroom uh, with the ghost uh, pulling the um, sheet, the blankets off their bed and pulling them out of bed. And that's a reoccurring trend, actually, in all the Conjuring <laughs> movies. Is conjuring, like, and also I've seen, I feel like I've seen that in Paranormal Activity. Too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, because it's like, it's literally it's like such a, a primal, a primal childhood fear, though. It's like a token ghost thing. Like, yeet. These yeah. sheets are mine. No, I it's it's literally like you being afraid of the monster under your bed. It's still that you're so vulnerable when you're sleepy and in your jammies at night. Right. No matter how old you are, that's always going to be a terrifying they thing. They know the, that blankie is what's keeping you afraid from the horrors. It's my the shield against the demons. Yeah. So the kids are like, okay, whatever. Mom and dad, they're, they're just saying whatever. Just live with the house. Live yeah. with the ghosts. They become the ghosts. Or at least one particular ghost becomes malicious and starts quote unquote no, no, attacking, quote attacking the family. The kids start getting afraid. Yeah, man, it's yanking those kids out of bed. They can't get up for school on time, you know. And they call the and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. Now, the, as I mentioned earlier, the Warrens. This is one case that their presence actually makes shit worse. Yeah, they like bring out the worst in the ghosts. Yeah, they because they really provoke the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And provoke the quote unquote demon that lives in the house. And the, uh, the I think that's family, also a plot in the movie as well. The parent family is just like, okay, you're making shit worse, get the fuck out. And and Lorraine are like, all right, peace, we solved this. Like everyone is quote unquote gone. Yep. Fast forward a few years, and there's suddenly a like kindergarten or grade school, early grade school, school. Right. It, it's the place where children, young children, something are going where to young children Wait, so can be victims. It was a school first, and then it became a home, and then it became no. a school again. No, it was always a home. Okay. I mentioned being a great school earlier, but that's just like part of how what the history of the house. Yeah. So it was a house. It stayed a house. Now it's a kindergarten. Okay. School, right? Pre-K or whatever, and the little kids are starting to freak out because 
there's a lady, there's a bent neck lady, or like a bent over lady, which is like, totally what with the haunting of series. Yeah, you saw me perk up. I did. You, no, she it, said bent neck lady, and I'm like, yeah. It because let's be honest, best twist and like a mini series horror. Oh my god! And just like the way like they just bring it full circle is just like. And oh. that actress. Shit, what is her name? She's so fantastic. I don't know any of those people. I I need to know them because I watch you as well and she's in that. Is but she? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um she's in the second and third season. I, I've been recommended you, but I like I've been told like a lot from a lot of people who have anxiety, just like please do not watch you. I mean, I have I have a general anxiety disorder and I've yeah. seen all the seasons. Well, and I know it's who... so not based in reality at all. Right, but I've known people. Maybe close who your do... blinds, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you. you. It's about like, oh no, uh, haunting of Hill House. Yeah, haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, haunting of Hill House. It's it basically is like very much like the tropes that we all just discuss. It's just like, yeah, but, but like super the, well done. The yeah. Blind manner, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's the it's the same um, people. Yeah, Rose. I, I I swear to God, I know you don't do scary stuff. You but could there's... do Blind Manor. I think Hill House Jess... might be a little scary for you, but Blind Manor would be fine for you. Yeah, Jess if... has been telling me to do Blind Manor. You would yeah. really enjoy. If nothing else, there's one episode in Haunting of Hill House where it's all supposed to look like one continuous shot, and from a technical level, that's wow. that's just. Like Birdman. Like Chef Kiss Moi. Yeah. That's really hard to do. It's really hard to do, especially when you put in a flashback. Oh my God. Oh, are you talking about this, like the sepia episode? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah, That one's good. Yeah. You would like that as well because it's um, all lore, (laughs) which Mm. I know. Well, that's the thing though, Rose, is you love lore and both shows, but specifically Bly Manor. It's all lore. Awesome. It's all learning the history of all the different ghosts, all the characters, how they interconnect. I mean, it's wonderful. Okay. Just to give you guys a level of how much i love lore i've watched every single one of matthew patrick's matt pat from the theorist team yeah fnaf five nights at freddy's i love the sh- I, I fucking love lore man give me all the lore you can because i will i will eat it up and soak it up like a sponge yeah. i can imagine your best self being like in like a like anytime there's like a fantasy world and they show a librarian yes that would be me that's rose yeah that would yeah. be me bitch i'd be chilling in the i area. am rose I keep the archives of the forbidden lore. Yeah! And I'm stealing the cheese wheels in the closet. Yep. That's what who I am. We filled we filled very different roles. Yeah. In, in we the all... fantasy worlds. Yeah, I'm stealing cheese cheese wheels and running around. Well, I would be the very stealing horses. adventurer that you have to go hunt down if I'm not at my library. Yeah. I would be useless. If not, if you're probably like the better Aww. version of the goblins in Harry Potter. Someone has to kill the spiders for me. Uh, yeah, I will kill the spiders. See, there you go. Rose is talking. Rose has never played Skyrim. Like side note, so we were. I was showing her uh, Skyrim the other day, and I came across the big ass spider, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> we're, "We're in Bleak Falls, Falls Barrow. Oh, we've got a long. We got a lot we, of those. We got a long haul to go, gang. Mm-hmm. Arachnophobia for the win. Just to give you a level. Switch meet wall because I played Luigi's Haunted Mansion, and as everyone know. You know, the spiders look cartoony as shit, but right. I was not expecting a black widow to pop up randomly on my screen. Boom, almost so, through it. So just to like to get a like, good like level on your tolerance to horror, Luigi's Mansion. Too much. Too much. <laughs> because of the spiders. Look, if if you didn't have the 
Rose's fucking spiders, it'd be perfect. That'd be the level of horror I'm at. I'd be great. Rose be wants wonderful. a game called Luigi's Mansion, and it's just Luigi. It's just a mansion. And it's a just really Luigi. nice mansion. <laughs> it's just Luigi filling up his mansion no, with yeah. nice little trinkets. Give me King Boo. I want the ghosts. I don't care about the spiders. Give me the ghosts, please, and thank you. Not all the creep. Like, give me the mice. I don't care about a fucking mouse. I grew up with them. My mother had them. Just a little side note. Um, okay, so we just ran through the basic story of the first Conjuring movie, how it yeah. related to Ed and Lorraine. Oh, yes. oh, we got sidetracked because I talked about the bent neck lady. Mm-hmm. So the kids... Yeah, well, were... we had to mention. Yeah, the parents. So good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The parent house was a kindergarten. The kids were complaining about this lady who had a bent neck. There's actually in the basement a drawing of the bent neck lady. It's a kid's drawing, obviously. It's always a kid's drawing. Underneath Mm -hmm. one of the tables. Just like randomly, they were putting away the tables. And when they folded it up on the back underneath, the kids were like, oh yeah, that's the bent neck lady. Who the fuck is the bent neck lady? Like, what the hell? Right? It was you all along. Oh, no. (laughs) that the kids were just like complaining about it and so it stopped being a grade school or kindergarten pre-k whatever it stopped okay. being that and went back to a house and it still lives and still chilling in fucking rhode island you can go visit mm. but that that's basically in a very tight nutshell what the parent house is and what the parent case was the movie right. i i'm sure most of you have seen it for those who haven't um it's 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 well made. It, you know, there's no complaints. It's well acted. It's well made. Um, it's a PG-13 well done horror movie. Um, I thought it was going to be total trash when I first saw it. And um, I remember leaving the theater with my husband going, wow, that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the attitude you should take in for most James Wan movies. And you'll have a good time. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about the first Conjuring and the first... Um, well, it's not the first Ed and Lorraine case, but it's yeah, probably but it's the, the besides the Amnival with our generation, it's probably the most That's popular like one. one, one the like the parent, yeah, yes. for sure. One of the most controversial cases that they've covered. Can yeah. we talk about probably like the most favorite famous thing to do with the Warrens though, like the Annabelle doll? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So for this, I rewatched Annabelle Creation. I watched and <laughs> and I came to a few conclusions. Uh, one, the only thing that can kill people in horror movies is cars. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm laughing so much because Annabelle apparently killed the, the actual doll. I'll talk about the history of the doll in a minute when Brody's done. I'm laughing because apparently Annabelle caused a motorcycle crash. I, I really? did hear that, Respect yeah. the doll, guys. Respect the doll. Look, I'm just seeing so much stuff in like horror movies in general where it's like, Pet Cemetery. Oh my god. I want to say there was a Conjuring movie where there was a woman hit by a car and she broke her leg for the rest of the movie. I just re I just watched the um the Child's Play remake and there's some car shit in that too. Also, side note, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, go on. Let's I like talk about but, Yeah, uh yeah, whatever. Cars kill people. Uh that's the real horror. <laughs> <laughs> but spooky dolls though. So, Ed and Lorraine Warren, sort of like the crown jewel in their backyard museum, is the Raggedy Ann doll that inspired the movie Annabelle, uh, which is supposed to be 
not is it possessed or is it like a conduit for demons? No, it so the story goes in the movies. I feel like they describe it as more of a conduit, but I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. In real life, though, Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Her name is Annabelle. So this woman, this young woman, about mid twenties, thirties, moves out with a friend into an apartment, and her mother yeah. gets her this Raggedy Ann doll as a housewarming gift. Huh? Well, they notice a few odd things, like Annabelle's never in the room that she was left in. She's always, like, in a different room. And they get a psychic, a different psychic, not the Warrens yet, nope. to come in and talk to Annabelle. Because they're like, well, what the hell's going on? These they are the have... two nurse roommates, right? Yeah, yeah, the nurses. They're nurses. So they're, they get the psychic to come in, and the psychic's like, okay, first of all, the name is Annabelle. And secondly, she's this young girl, and anyone who knows about, like, quote-unquote demonology knows that demons love to disguise themselves as young children, specifically young blonde girls, who knows why, but that's just how it is. They just want something vulnerable, and that's what they believe well, specifically is the case. Blonde. The cherub-looking yeah. Ch- yeah. children. Little cherub babies. Yeah, really. So, the gir- the roommates... I'm like, okay, that's fine, that's cool, whatever. Annabelle hasn't hurt us. We'll respect Annabelle. We'll play with her, whatever. We'll just keep, we'll appease the doll, basically. <laughs> the boyfriend of one, either the owner of the doll or the roommate, well, he stays over one night and wakes up to Annabelle having, it's kind of sleep paralysis where you think you you don't know if you're actually asleep or whatever. You can't move. Yeah, you're in like that REM state. Yeah. So he has the vision of Annabelle scrat like on his chest, constricting him, scratching down his chest. I don't like, know why I'm laughing. That's like like cute. scratching, like oh my gosh, I'm trying like you know really scratching his chest. Yeah, up, but whatever. like if you know that you've been like subconsciously afraid of this doll for a while, it would make sense to have a dream like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like from an outward well, perspective. Up, yeah. He wakes up and there are scratches there are three scat scratch like deep scratches on the center of his chest did he check his fingies he's like all right fuck this i'm never staying over well that's never happened to either of the roommates before and they're like well shit maybe animal just doesn't like him it actually after that event happens to the roommate of the owner of annabelle Hmm. and she goes oh shit okay this has happened twice now Time to call in the Warrens. I don't know why that warranted, you know, two attacks. Put in the Warren symbol. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Flash that shit up in the oh sky. Oh my god, that would be such so, a great cartoon. The uh, Warrens come in. I mean, like, they're the real life Scooby-Doo. Oh, <laughs> I could see it on Adult Swim right now. Or, I love know, it already. Scooby-Doo's better. You know, no, I don't shaggy, know. I don't shaggy know, man. Shaggy and Scoob. Shaggy and Scoob are, like, the best tag. I'm just saying. You put Scooby-Doo on at the bar today. And I they were did. They were at a Kiss <laughs> concert. Okay. Yes! They were saving okay. Kiss. Kiss That's terrible. No, no. Kiss, Gene them. Simmons is a piece of shit, and Kiss sucks. I what love his tongue, music. though. Look, they, no, who cares? What does the tongue do? What does the tongue do? What that tongue do? That's I, just, nothing. You know, it's just a thing. Anyways, so I'm sure if you googled what does Gene Simmons' tongue do, you would find out very quickly. <laughs> I don't even think you have to Google that. <laughs> but anyways. So ask they your call uncle. in the Warrens, and the Warrens are like, oh shit, it's possessed by a demon. <laughs> um, okay, what the fuck? Great, good to know that we went from child spirit, basically an angel, to fucking demon, other side of the spectrum. And it gets put in this, they, they contact someone, some priest or whatever, who ends up like 
putting up the chain, gets to the Vatican. Vatican's like, okay, we'll make a very, we'll help you. Like someone up high up. Yeah. It's like, we'll help you make a very special box. Now this box has a card mm-hmm. on it. It's soaked in holy water and is a very specific type of wood. Yeah. It, like right, everything is specific. It's Christ wood. Christ down wood. to the, like the glass that they used for the door mm-hmm. and they seal annabelle the doll in a door like in this box that they got help with yeah to conceal and to like basically um she's like on display and trap yeah she's entrapped in this yeah. box and is put on display at the warren museum the Which museum. i just want to talk about for a short period because that is described by lorraine warren as the most haunted place ever. Because Except for a, Zach Baggins Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, well they have a bunch of their they're competing. shit. <laughs> they have Annabelle there. Right. They have a few other knickknacks and such, like, housed at this museum. In the Conjuring mm-hmm. movies, it's depicted where I do think, I, I do enjoy it as an ending to all the movies, where they take a, a haunted set piece from that movie and place it in their museum. Yeah. It's a nice, mm-hmm. I, it is a nice little wrap-up ending sequence to all the movies yeah, that I do they, enjoy. they place a bunch of their knickknacks and shit. I believe in the first Conjuring, it is Annabelle that they put away. Yeah, I remember they're like, the Annabelle kind of came from like a, like a throwaway line where it's like, hey, what's up with this doll? It's like, oh, you do want to know that. Story. Oh yeah, you have to respect well, Annabelle as well. Like that's in true. real life, if you ever get the chance to see the actual doll, if you, be respectful cuz as I said, she has caused a motorcycle crash. Yeah, quote if you, unquote. If you time caused, travel back to 2018 and visit their museum or and, wherever Annabelle ends up, like well, she could be anywhere by now. I don't know where. Why would she be anywhere? What happened? Apparently so, in 2020, she got quote unquote, she was escaped. Ah. But somehow returned herself. She is in some private collection. I wouldn't be surprised. Some sort of Harvey Weinstein-esque man. That doll's in his house. No, because the Warrens, one of like their stepchildren or something has it. Like the, the, they have ownership of everything. The the Warren family. Everything has a price. Excuse me. Everything in the Warren Museum is still owned by the Warren family. Like everyone who lives on. Right. Perceives them and shit. It was just a lot of news. People were like, hey, let's make a funny headline of yeah, war- the like, haunted doll is somewhat loose on the on world. On the world. Apparently, no. She spooned her way out of the holy water, wooden, oh. Christwood prison of hers <laughs> and is now roaming yeah, the earth. how as a demon get out of that fucking box? It's soaked in holy it's, water. It's oh. because a person opened it and took it out of there and then put it... In their house, in another <laughs> Christwood box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, I like to believe she... she's still hitchhiking around the country. Oh okay, well, that you know that's not happening because you right. saw that robot that tried to hitchhike across the Aww. United States no, and it got it beat got, to shit. No, no, it got across. Okay, that robot that just referenced, if you're not familiar with it, was actually a social experiment that started in Canada. Of course they wanted, it did. No, they wanted to see how far this robot could get before it was either damaged, destroyed, or lost for good. So there was so, a little bit of planned obsolescence in the whole yeah, process. Yeah, no, they knew that this was going to happen. I, fun fun fact, it made it like, all the way across Canada. Yeah. How far did it make in the United States, Rose? <laughs> Not even like 30 miles. <laughs> 30 miles? <laughs> yeah, 30 miles. Yeah, yeah, before someone just saw that robot and beat the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm telling you right now, some doll hitchhiking on the side of the road would immediately be torn to bits or sold or, yeah, <laughs> uses kindling for a fire. Yeah, that, that, shit, that shit ain't making it, okay? Yeah, God no, damn that's, it, that's one thing, though, guys, like, from West Coast, like, East Coast to West Coast in Canada, end to end of Canada, mm-hmm. but didn't make it 30 miles in the U.S.? No, they, it didn't get far at all. Do you know which part of the U.S.? Like, I know it's got to oh, be, like, God. northern no, border. I don't. I it, don't, specifically. I don't. I, no. I like to believe that Robot made it to New York and then no, immediately was, was stripped start, for parts. It didn't start in New York, though. I right. No, it was, like, Canada. Jess is just <laughs> in the streets of Philadelphia. Oh, God, of course it was Philadelphia. Good job, Philly. God damn it. You fucking one bridge having crowd. Okay, one city. job, Philadelphia. One job. The Hitchbot met its demise after two weeks in the United States <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yeah, there we go. Fucking that doll ain't making it far at all. <laughs> God damn it. Go birds, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Ellie. You had one job, one fucking job. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, in Annabelle creation, just like something that I think was like a creative liberty. One of the things that they used to contain Annabelle was not a holy water soaked um, wooden box. Wooden box. It was like a little uh, dresser <laughs> that was lined with pages of the Bible. Lord, of course. Until one stupid kid just opened it up and was like, "Ooh, a doll." Well, yeah. I kind of like kid. that, though. Better than See, that mom. is a better opening to the Annabelle movie than the Annabelle movie. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Okay, how did the Annabelle movie start? Um, so I tried to watch it the other day. Because <laughs> Brody messaged me, and it's like, yeah, I just watched Annabelle Creation. I'm like, great, I'm going to watch it, too. And I couldn't, so... <laughs> Brody's gonna have to take the helm on this one. <laughs> Annabelle, I believe, is just them. Well, I know it's all a lot about the woman, and she just had the baby, and then like everyone's just like, "Oh, well, here's there's a child involved." There's not not even a child, like a little less than one Goo Goo Gaga baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, who like is it's the victim of all this. Like, the, oh, like, that's depressing. That's yeah. more depressing than having two like middle aged chick or early mid. You know what I mean. Mid twenties. I'm like a little nurses. offended by that, but we'll nurses. continue. No, I'm sorry. Yes, it's better <laughs> than having two nurses be terrorized by this fucking raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, having a by terror. Also, can I just say that like by terrorized, we mean like would sometimes write them notes and move things around. Right. Yeah, no, that's her shtick. <laughs> yeah. Like like. Terrorizing is one thing. Like the note writing, I gotta tell you, if I had a doll talent leaving me passive aggressive roommate notes, I would oh, yeah. lose my shit. But I, that's one thing. A I doll forgot. randomly moving around the house, I doubt I would even notice within the at least movies, for a while. Oh, yeah, like, I what would, I've seen I, is like I would she not. mostly just wants the kids because like she's not exactly possessed. She's more like the conduit. She wants to find like new vessels for her all of her demon friends. Good lord. Okay, so I did know that about the Annabelle movies that like. Okay, so I, I do have this to say that, like, so it's not really, like, it's other demons. Like, the doll doesn't really do stuff. In fact, the doll doesn't really do anything. That's how it's that's depicted. In the movies, that's how, yeah, that's what's going on. That's so it's like, um, it's like a demon. But the it kind doll's of... not even, the doll's not even possessed. It's like trying to get other people possessed. Yeah, this ain't like a child's play movie. No, it's like, where uh, you're gonna get what it, you want from it. Kind it kind of matches up with, like, what the Ed and Lorraine believed. 
between like there being like gateways between our world and spirit world. Yeah, but they needed to have a scene of a little demon marionetting an Annabelle where it flashes between the demon marionetting the doll and then to what everyone else is seeing, which is a little doll running down a hallway with a knife. The actual case in that. No, what I just described would be amazing. Okay. (laughs) I should make movies. Yeah, I should make movies. In that case, the doll's still fucking possessed. If you're you're pulling the strings of a marionette, are you not the one in control? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. But in the movie, the doll has very little to do with it. Like it's not them marionetting a doll. The doll is like a Ouija board. Yeah, one hundred percent. Then put on your fucking Ouija. Make a Ouija. They did make a Ouija movie. But that's not exactly (laughs) scary enough. Make a Ouija then. No, you're right though. It's not. It's got to be like a. It's got to be like a disheveled Victorian thing to to really get the spooks going. Okay, that's fine. I don't mind that. Well, I think like overall. I'm just disappointed in. I'm just very disappointed in the fact that the whole thing is Annabelle and the case of the Annabelle doll, but the doll has nothing to do with it. That's so disappointing to me. Well, well I, I mean, the doll's there. It has something to do yeah, with it, but the, but the main the, spooks in the yeah, movie but are you not take from the, the doll. doll out though. And replace it with a Ouija board. It's just That's another James Wan movie. <laughs> you replace it with Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. But, all, <laughs> but also, um, side note: even though I have not sat through all of Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Creation is not directed by James Wan. It's actually it directed about that guy that did Lights Out. Yeah, and he's he was he's really just a guy who got a really big break and didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, no, I mean the the short I've seen it is really good. Yeah, the it, it's a really creepy uh, short film that's super wanna, well done. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the guy. Even no, 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 I don't no, no. Really know his uh, name. It's just eluding me. I'm sorry if. Well, Lights Out. You've seen Lights Out, right? I've seen the trailer for Lights Out. Okay, I've <laughs> I've seen Lights Out. It's fucking garbage. It's so bad. It's so bad. Well, because they take a really great spooky idea. Like it's basically riffing off of Doctor Who though. Oh yeah, with the angels? Yeah, the weeping angels. David Tennant's weeping angels, though. If you blink, they move. If you stop watching them, they will move. Not super similar to this ghost because it moves in darkness. I believe that's what it is. You can't see it though, right? That's the point. You can you can see shadows. You can see like shadows of it, the silhouette of it. And, and the the idea of it is super interesting. The concept is horrifying. Mm-hmm. The problem comes with Seeing you when you have to No, when you have to create a narrative around this story and they make it like, oh, it's like some girl that had a disease and we, we didn't we have to like make her feel better. Oh yeah, cuz the the best friend of the grandmother had like the light allergy and she had to live in the basement or something. Yeah, some shit like that. Like it it doesn't even matter cuz it's all stupid, but that's, that's what they do to every fun concept is they have to put a bow on it and you know make it palatable and easy to consume for the masses Brody's giving me a look I will say that Doctor Who didn't do that with the weeping angels no. and just like oh it's just an alien that does this it will kill you if you blink so yeah don't blink. and that's fine yeah, and sometimes that's a that's a fine <laughs> explanation for stuff <laughs> like that's fine well that's like my whole like that's, that's a whole other thing that's my whole other thing, and I'm just like trying to think of like what's like the but the good sweet spot between that versus like that. Let's keep the whole lore a mystery, or let's over explain the lore so that's so not scary. Not, there is a very sweet spot of exposition, mm-hmm. and yeah. I know we're not talking about superhero stuff again for a while, but I got to tell you, like most recently, the new Suicide Squad, perfect mm-hmm. amount of exposition for everything. You're introducing how many new characters? I got to tell you, 
James Gunn got it down. James Gunn, I will, I gotta give him props. I don't know if I gave him props. I'm yeah. trying to think horror movie. Horror movie, you want to know what? I don't need that much exposition. I'll figure it out as we go along. Oh, for a FNAF? I, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's did it. Five Nights at Freddy's is like... Well, like a uh, video like, video yeah, game exposition, one. though, and the like... The first one. No, no. Hmm. I have to give you the first one because if you look in the backgrounds, you can actually see... Well, you always going to say is video game exposition is a lot different than movie exposition. Yeah, the, and I prefer video game exposition. 100%. Yeah, like, like, you can it? find as much as you're willing, if, as you want to. Yeah, like... But the point is, though, like, give it in the background, make it a throwaway line mm-hmm. that actually leads somewhere, though. Yeah. My favorite like, is like, don't oh, explain it. Don't I need to pick up, it. I picked up a crumpled piece of paper and learned something new. Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> Best video game exposition. Because guess what? If you're just flying through it, you're not going to find that piece of paper. You don't care. If you're taking your time and you want to learn, you're going to find those little tidbits. You're going to learn it. Sometimes. Sometimes it's like if you don't find the piece of paper, you're fucked because you don't know what the rest of the storyline is. I mean, like, it all varies uh, between, like... Maybe in, like, Bioshock or something. Bioshock is a good example of that. Yeah, like, like, the the sound boxes of this that you um, find, I think, are really... Because uh, yeah, you can play you them while you're them. walking around and still playing yeah. the game. And then I gotta say, that's the best part. It's the yeah. same as finding a crumpled up note oh in God, Skyrim. We yeah, we, we love, love Bioshock here. Or like you were saying about Five Nights at Freddy's, where it's, like, they just it's leave you a voicemail. It's in the background, though. Like, you have to look for it to mm-hmm. find it. Because if you're not looking, then you won't find it. But that, that's my point, though. Like, video games, yes, as Brody mentioned and Jess was talking about, it's very different than movie. It's a totally different medium entirely. But, like, like, it really is. In, if you're talking about, like, the perfect balance between not quite over-explaining it, but not under-explaining it to the point that nobody knows what the hell is going on anymore... Well, I also enjoy movies where um, I have to watch it a few times to fully understand the story I, or what's going on. I, I enjoy that a lot. I don't like being spoon-fed everything. You I don't like Inception? No, Inception not necessarily, because I got Inception the first time I watched it. It's just actually, the more you watch it, the less it makes sense. Can I tell you a funny story of the first time I watched Inception? Yeah. yeah. It was, I was at home, it was me and my dad, and we watched the first half, which was all them explaining the dream stuff. Yeah. And then my brother walked in right when they do, like, the big heist thing. So we all know everything, and he knows nothing. <laughs> And it's that and it's just like one of those experiences where it's like you are making this worse by asking so many goddamn questions. Yeah, but bless him, he has to. Cause like, <laughs> like, like shit, you're coming at that point. I want to have a good time too. You have to bring me down with. Pause him. the movie and explain to him what's going on. That's what I should have done, but it was on TV. Um, no, I'm thinking more of like um i think hereditary we were talking about it earlier i don't know if it was on stream or off mm-hmm. um we were talking about hereditary earlier and like it's a movie where like the general uh plot is very is very easy to consume but there's like more aspects to it like even just like right. the little glowing light throughout the movie that you realize is payman's like spirit or essence or whatever you want to call them yeah uh, like throughout the movie or like the clicking noise like you know there's little things you can pick up on and um even more with the history of the family that maybe if you glazed over during your first watch. It's the idea that the, if you The mother-daughter dynamics. If you just want the spooks, you'll get the spooks. But if you really want to, like, pay attention and, like, And I, pre- I appreciate brain, that in a movie. I don't need everything to be totally understood. But I think that I'm just connecting. The, I think what we're all saying is, like, um, some movies don't really have that much to them. There isn't a lot of depth. And, and, it it's, and then it doesn't need to have depth. And but it doesn't need to pretend it. it does. Yeah, and then exactly. It 
But going back to Annabelle, when I watched Annabelle Creation, I realized it was all very ambiguous. And then they had one scene where it's just like, okay, here's everything that happened. Our daughter died. Truck hit her because she was being a dummy. Cars, man. Cars. Back to cars. The the, the worst. Look, I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am very much afraid of automobile accidents. Yeah, you should be. We all should. Yeah. If you're driving it, if you're listening to this and driving, because I know a lot of people listen to podcasts and driving, uh, uh, please, I swear to God. Drive safely. Drive safely. And Wear, don't drive drunk. Do not drive drunk. Wear his fucking seatbelt. Um, I totally lost where I was going. You were talking about Annabelle Creation. Oh, right. And the, the car accident. Yeah, and then there's just like that one scene like near the end where like the lady's just like, oh yeah, here's everything that happened. And it just kind of like ruins things because it's like, okay. Give so it to us at the end. Either yeah. let the audience figure it out or just leave it hanging. They could have just left it hanging and it would have been better. Because like Annabelle, you already have the exposition in Annabelle though, right? Yeah, you don't need much I mean, yeah, more haunted than... Haunted doll. There we go. <laughs> haunted doll, there you go. And that's what most people who watch this movie so, kind of That's what people in. want. It's conjuring too though. I, yes, it is based off of a Warren case that I'm not very familiar with. But I'm not either, like but I gotta tell you, Conjuring 2, my favorite Conjuring. But like, I think it's great. Annabelle takes place in the for what it is. In the U.S. Don't right? get me wrong. In the U.S. The yes. first one, yeah. Yeah. It's it's Annabelle, a New England area. In New and, England, and so does the Conjuring. The right. third the, one. The first one and the third one. The third one, yeah. Takes place. The in third the US. one really sucks. But then it's like randomly, James Wan. Right, it is James Wan. Yes. Yeah. James Wan's like, oh yes, let's go to England for this one, like. Uh, that's always confused me. No, it makes sense with the story because um, it's once again a, a, it's a haunted a house in London. Yeah, it's a haunted house in Lauren, but it, London, but it's like <laughs> it's horribly fucking haunted. And there's actually a, a, a few great scenes in this movie in particular. But one I uh, specifically enjoy is the older gentleman, uh, like sitting in the corner in his old leather couch, like being light, like uh, illuminated by low lights. I'm pretty sure he's like puffing a pipe. Truly, of course. Yeah, truly that's chilling. That's what you do in London. That's what I would do if I was a ghost. Yeah, just, just a chill. Yeah, um, there is uh, a lot of good scares in the second one. Child acting, not annoying. Um, that's good. Yeah, I, I yeah, the child acting is actually really decent. But that's it's that's still a James Wan Conjuring movie, like full disclosure. But um, I really that's, enjoyed it. Yeah, the second one's great. Me, like, I, yes, I understand James Wan is continuing with the Warren theme. Like, oh, yes, we did Annabelle. We did the Conjuring one. Like, why pick I think we're London, wrapped though? after this third, third one. Like, why? Well, they why? maybe picked it because it was actually based off a case. We didn't, we didn't research it. Yeah. <laughs> like, why London? Um, there was probably a haunting there. I don't know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> why not? We're human. <laughs> One thing, though, I would like to ask James Wan is why these cases, though? Like, why Annabelle? And why the Parent House? Right? Why those two? Because the Amnival Horror has been done to shit already. Like, it's been done a lot. Yeah. So you're not going to do Amnival Horror. Like, why those? Because they're the most popular. Like, nobody really knew who the Warren... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel... Like, so... Talking, so without... I feel like for our generation, it's a new thing, but my dad, like, I grew up with my dad talking to me about the Amityville Horror. It wasn't really necessary about Ed and Lorraine Warren, but I've seen the one from, like, the 70s, and, I, of course, I've seen the Ryan Reynolds remake. Okay, <laughs> um, so, 
Amityville Horror, basically, you need to know about that one is it's a possessed woman. No, it's a man, and he it's kills his man. family with an axe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, we can, you know, is it, yeah, no, it's an axe murdering. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, you know, oh, the ghost made me do it. I hacked my whole family to death with a fucking axe. That, that's the Amityville Horror right there. Yeah. Um, is it mental illness, or was he actually possessed by demons? Uh, pretty sure it's mental illness. I, yeah, like. A, a lot, lot of this, of, I'm pretty sure, is mental illness. A lot of this, yeah, no. Yeah, like sh shit, shit won't diagnose that well back then. Like I've heard something where it's like a lot of people really like go back on these cases and find that like it a haunt, very much either like mental illness or like some noise in like the house that people thought was haunting. Yeah, or maybe even like a gas leak, which I know has happened to people. Mm -hmm. Like even today, it still happens where they feel like they're going crazy and it's like, oh, you have a gas leak in your house. Yeah. And so you're uh, same with possessions over our history with, you know, the, the Catholic Church would, would do exorcisms on. It was a lot of just undiagnosed mental illness. Yeah, oh, a yeah. lot of rational explanations for what people believe were Except for all the people who died dancing in France. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what? true. Oh, <laughs> oh, you don't know about oh, this? Lord. No, please that's, indulge me. No, no, it no, is no, spooky that's... enough to discuss right now. Spook so, it up. Rose, so let them know. This is medieval France. Um... And we don't really know what happens. No, we no don't. It, but why no don't you just really tell them like the gist of what occurred? Give me the Basically, gist. this one person just randomly starts dancing one day. And, okay. and take take note that this is around the time of the Black Plague, just about. What maybe. kind of dancing do you guys think it was, though? Also? I want to say the, like hustle. the hustle. The hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. doing the, the hustle. The cha cha slide. Yeah. And, and the town square. This also keep in mind that this is Christian France. Where they still have enough of an awareness of other pagan gods, or just kind of like adopting um, saints or people who specifically for different things. So like yeah. insanity, Mono, they have a, it's like monotheism, monotheism, but it's not, but it is. Yes, okay. because they have like a saint of insanity or whatever, and this it's like lady, Catholicism. This lady starts randomly dancing in the streets one day, and they're like, "Oh, okay, this person doesn't dance, but whatever, she's just dancing." <laughs> and she dances, she keeps dancing until she dies. Literally hmm. just drops dead. And people are like, well, oh, Like, so shit. she's not eating or sleeping or no, using the restroom. She's, she's not. probably using the restroom. That would be involuntary. But, but, like, she's literally dancing to the point where she just passes out dead. And everyone's like, oh, shit. She danced till she died. Good and for then her. It happens again. Until, like, two other two Another other woman people. danced until she died? Yeah. And then it's like this whole town and people are like, oh my God, they must have pissed off our saint of insanity or like some God or something. But these like, what, 50 people somewhere, somewhere around there? Uh, it was a, a handful. Yeah, it was a lot of people who died dancing. We'll do a whole case of it. Hmm. Yeah, we, if, if you guys are interested, we can discuss it further. In detail. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just the case of... People dance until they die. I'm just thinking about like how nowadays on TikTok we have dance challenges. <laughs> <laughs> we it's could a start dance one. till you die challenge. <laughs> oh yeah. Now watch like you whip. say that, but watch I, me I die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> I do like. I know it's not super related to the Warrens, but I do want to talk about um, Insidious a little bit. Like okay. if we're if we're, if we're gonna touch on Insidious. James Wan, mm -hmm. um, 
I don't like the nun. Um, <laughs> Insidious. Well the nun sucks, okay? It, it's a scary looking figure of a character that they created. Very much the like the bride from Insidious, which is better. So this is not... Was that also a James Wan thing, the nun? Yeah. The I don't nun. know. Okay. I don't know if he directly did it, but it's based off characters from his movies, from the Conjuring movies. Right. It's like... In the Conjuring There's a whole universe. universe, yeah. Yeah, no, it's based oh, in the universe. Conjuring universe. So you have the Conjuring 1, 2, 3, Annabelle, the Nun. Annabelle creation, Annabelle the Nun. Annabelle creation. Do you think they're going like, to make like... Two, uh, there are two other movies that are supposedly loosely tied to the Conjuring universe. It's, it's not Insidious. Do you think it's they're going to... Do you think they're going to make like an Avengers style film with People all of them? People have been saying that a oh, lot. I would be down for that. Yeah, oh, I would be so down. I would oh be so God. down. The nun would be Captain America. Annabelle would be, <laughs> Annabelle would be Tony Stark. We have to haunt these houses. <laughs> okay, so in, in particular, um, this is the movie that um, actually got me into James Wan as a director, creator in general. Right. Um, and I can't speak... I, I don't like, I don't like, I don't know if there's a third one, but I do not like the second Insidious, but specifically the first Insidious. I love that movie. Okay. So the first movie, it's uh, Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson. It's like, it's a twist on the haunted house movie where like, oh, your house isn't haunted. Your child is haunted. That's the only thing I remember Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The Wait, little. How does a child be haunted by the house? Oh. Okay, so um, make, the kid. So Patrick Wilson's character, the dad in the movie, is a gifted astral projector and was as a child. Um, a very demonic ghost, the bride, attaches him or herself to him as a child, and he has to go to like I th- was it was it like hypno? Anyways, he. Astral projector. Astral projection. Yeah, Rose and I just looked at each other like, what the. Oh, <laughs> astral projecting. It's like oh, is that the thing that they do? Like in, when you um, dream and you project yourself yeah, into other parts of the world and universe. Um, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot like Stranger uh, Things. Okay, yeah, 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 it. yeah. We know, we know astral is. projection. Okay. Um, it's apparently a real thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, so this really demonic uh demon, the bride, attaches herself to Patrick Wilson's character, the father. Um. And, like, I guess he just, like, stops having pictures taken from him. Because there's a really great scene in the movie where, like, they like, oh, your son's going through the same thing that you did as a child. Here's all these pictures of you. And it's, like, the bride getting slowly closer and closer to him in photos as he ages. It's a cool little scene. Big fan of it. Um, anyway, so dad totally forgets about his childhood history of being haunted by the the bride. And the fact that he can astral project Mood. it all. Yeah. Mood. Right? Um, so little kid astral projects, um, all of this is also, um, laid out really well. And all of the drawings he hangs on his wall, right. had the parents bothered to look at them. It's like all of a sudden, why is there always an absent-minded parent? Oh, e- exposition, really pretty, man. <laughs> really pretty artwork, honey. It's a kid being I'm like, well, by a demon yeah, there's shit. demons and you flying in outer space and, and shit. It's like, well, I mean, like it's scary as hell, but the perspective is nice. Yeah. Like you did a really good Wonderful job. artist, honey. We'll put, put this on, on the, the fridge, fridge next to your dad's drawings. Honestly, um, I, I think my mom would have been very proud of me if I did those like very childish but like scary drawings. Like, we, yeah, my I, son's so creative. Yeah, <laughs> she won't. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, anyway. um, this kid can astral project. He's been traveling to a place called the Further, which is like 
I mean, it's pretty much hell. I mean, it's not, but it is. It's where you go when you die. It's where spirits go. Okay. This kid goes there. When you astral project, you leave your body as an open vessel to be um, possessed by a ghost and eventually taken over. But so it takes like time hollow. and energy. Yeah. So him, so he leaves his body and um, at one point in the movie and just is unable to come back because he's being held captive by a demon. So his empty vessel body in the house is nothing but a magnet for all these spirits to just come. You know, it's like. Mice like to peanut sign. butter. Yeah, it's just everybody's coming. And that's the fucking movie. It's really good. Um, the ghost hunting sequences in the movie are really great. They're like, there's these two tech geeks and this really great, like, old sage, um, like, medium that comes in to help out. I can't remember her name. She's in all the Insidious movies, though. And um, the the ghost hunting equipment that they use is all like handmade. It's got like '80s tech look to it. Like it's really yeah. cool. We go with ghost hunting. Yeah, I would love to go oh, ghost dude, hunting. I would be the biggest buffoon <laughs> while we go ghost. But what ultimately sets Insidious apart from many other major motion pictures of its kind is that it is not a CGI horror movie. That's yes, good. there are jump scares, but all of the effects are practical. All of the ghosts are on set with the actors, oh, which is damn. not something that you can say about a lot of other horror That's movies. That's hard to do, though. Mm-hmm. Like, have a ghost on set and not react? No, the Japanese have been doing it forever. Yeah, oh, I mean, my the God. Japanese yes, do. They, yeah, we need to do one. Yeah. They're on a whole other level. Yeah, 100%. Watch, if you watch any version of The Ring, watch the original version. Watch mm-hmm. the original Japanese version of The Ring. So you like Japanese horror, but it's not American horror. No, see, I can't stand the ring, but I love the <laughs> cultural context. No, the cultural context. The why is the hair wet, though? Do you know why? Grossness. Because it no. looks creepy. It looks creepy, but it's actually a thing in Japan. Like, women mm. with wet hair covering their faces is actually a legitimate thing in Japan. Like For Jap- what? Uh, it's just a part of their culture. I don't really remember. I looked into this years and years ago. I haven't brushed up on it at all, but... I do remember it was like a point of discomfort for them at that time. It is, you know what? I know what though. It is annoying. Like especially if you have the long hair, hair, which I have quite long mm. hair. It is yeah. annoying. Anyone but else like get this... like that like reaction where it's like you see someone with like really wet hair and your eyes start watering? No. No. But I feel like you might not be the only one. Yeah. You, Let us okay. know, guys. You're probably, you're probably not the only one. But no. Like, okay. Japanese horror though has a completely different take and different twist. Than American horror in America, yeah. which just kind societal of societal norms all the way around, and oh, yeah. um, horror is a cultural norms. Horror is a brilliant. If you ever want to know what kind of phase that a country was going through, look at their horror films. Just so, if you want to get into James Wan movies at all, you've all probably seen them. But actually, I guess a lot of you haven't. Yeah, you gotta, you like gotta, me. Go, you gotta. Like go. me, I haven't watched any of them. I'm you gotta some new shit. Insidious, man. Like if you see any of them, just mm-hmm. do yourself a flavor and see Insidious flavor. because oh yeah. Because it, it's fantastic. Like, it's super well done. The um, sound design is bomb. Super jarring. Lots of... Uh, I, I feel like they used... And I know it's done a lot now, but it was first done in this movie. You know, like the the off-jarring, like, piano keys. Because the main character, um, she m- composes piano music for a living. You oh, know, that cool. kind of transitions into my... Big tip for people like Rose who want to watch horror movies but physically can't. I can't. I will read. Bunch of theater a horror, nerds, guys. I will read a horror book. I will play a horror game. 
And this also can't goes. Watch horror. Yeah. You might play a horror game. Come on, let's. And I need a friend. Okay, Bioshock. Y'all have played some phasmophobia. I know that. But anyways, yeah. um, good horror movies, and this goes out to any filmmakers who want to make a horror movie. <laughs> the name of the game is Sound Design. Yeah, sound absolutely. Sound affects you on such a deeper level in terms of horror than any visual element will ever do. Yeah. So uh, if you want to watch a horror movie, low volume is a must. Yes. Also, every jump scare kind of follows like the same beat and rhythm. Expect it. If, if you're a video game player, just wait for the the music to drop. Then you know the baddie's coming. Yeah, no, I'll I'll I'll, I'll edit a jump scare in right here. It's all it's <laughs> Give all us a jump scare. It's Brody. all about just like having that audio and having it slowly fade out until it's just very. And then something just spooky just. I pops do want to bring this up to you, and I feel like this started um, with. I your, apologize with... if there's anyone driving who just freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to bring this up to you because um, you do have a background in filmmaking and um, editing and all that good stuff. Um, how do you feel about like the sound mixing in horror movies from the mid two thousands to now? Because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like we the bleed ins like where like they won't even. It's not sometimes not even clever sound design. It's like mm-hmm. oh it's we're like just Resident gonna Evil. do no we're just gonna do. I'm thinking specifically of the ring where oh, like yeah. it'll transition into a scene and like you hear the foghorn from the next scene. Well, and I but I feel like that's become like a really huge trend in horror movies. Well, sometimes now. it feels like cheating. Well, that's what I was just yeah. It's a sound bridge it, like, like i like that though i like sound bridges sound bridges are really freaking cool or even just like watch the first 10 minutes of a horror movie that'll have a jump scare on it and it'll always be sort of like the most innocent of things like someone coming up to their mom and saying hi but they'll still hi, use the, but they'll still use the same like like slow it down make it quiet and then jump in and it'll still have the same effect yeah for and sure. it just shows you that you could literally make anything and you're just choosing Scary. to make it like something that is what people think is spooky but really it's all just the sound design and you're just playing another role and filling in the parts that are but also and i feel like this is like more so the case and we can say action horror and horror because um sound design we can talk about like the Halloween movies or um, mm. uh, Friday the 13th or even um, like Terminator I, 2. I got to say Resident We want to say I want I know that they're the soundtracks but they've become they're, they're more than that at that point. Yeah. The first they really are. The they first, and they and they um, captivate uh, everybody. And the best job in Hollywood is a someone, Foley artist. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. You knew exactly where I was going. I did, with yeah. That. Foley artist. Like yeah, someone gives absolutely. you a to-do list of like, okay, I need a good bone crushing noise. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's just like, all right, give me a bunch of sticks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Yeah, I got, I got you, fam. I gotta say, the first Resident Evil movie does that too. Mm-hmm. And it, I just gotta does. say, I'm a complete baby to the whole Resident Evil the, franchise. Honey, don't don't worry about it. Yes, I just <laughs> call him honey. Shut up, internet. Yeah. Call everybody, honey. It's because I'm sweet. I do. I, I do. <laughs> He's sweet like honey. Sometimes. Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> but no, the first Resident Evil also does that whole music cue. And I feel like that's the video game aspect of it. Oh, it's spooky season, so of course I have to talk about Resident Evil, especially with Welcome to Raccoon City, I think is the new name. The, the movie, movie they're doing right now? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm in a group on Facebook. I've been seeing casting updates. I, I, I don't remember. But, you know, <laughs> it's a whole thing and a half. We'll talk about it later. But the first Resident Evil film, it does do those audio cues. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, a lot of horror movies do. Um, and we actually talked about Inception earlier, which started the loud, um, like... The blah, blah, And blah. that kind of became, like, the it's, stereotypical, like, well, Hans Zimmer uh, epic score kind of... Yeah. Note. I mean, it fucking works, though. <laughs> it really is epic. It, no, it really is. That's a Christopher Nolan thing, though. I kind of don't like it in any other movie that isn't Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but holy shit, well, does it work Nolan so well in Inception? So much like fantasy to all the action that he does. That's like, why I like his movies. Yeah, I haven't seen Tenet, but like I tried. You tried. I, I tried. Um, it's really convoluted and messy. Well, yeah, but that's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, but it's convo. Look, I love Inception. I. I fucking love Interstellar. I love Interstellar. Mm. I'll take all the heat. I'll play devil's advocate with you all day about it. I get the criticism. I love Interstellar. I it love it. It was a very interesting film. I did see Interstellar. Any movie that is ultimately about um, the love like and a relationship point. between uh, a father and a daughter is always going to be a, a good movie for me. Right. But, um, well, the sound design for that movie was also really beautiful. Good. <laughs> it was, it was interesting. So good. Oh, my God. God, we, we'll have to do a Christopher Nolan day because I can go on. Yeah, we'll do it on Christmas. Well, we're, we're, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan Christmas. Yes, we should. I'm no. down for this. No. Um, are you kidding me? I would love to spend six hours with you people watching Interstellar and Inception. That would be amazing. Yee. Six? Hold on, time out. Six hours? About it. That's how long it would take to watch movies. them. Yeah. Good God. The better part of an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. Okay, so I watched you in one day. So let's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, wait, wait, wait. Where were we on? Um, I don't even know. No, hold on. No, I have a, I have one. So like, because we have to talk about malignant before we finish up today. Oh yeah. right. Inception and everything, though. How do you guys feel about, like, going back to the audio cues, though? What about the Conjuring, the third Conjuring? The devil made me do it. Yeah. Um. So I did watch it. I was sober. Um. No, I don't remember. I don't remember much about it. It, it was honestly super forgettable. It, it's not good at all. It, it's like honestly painful to get through. There were a few good. Po- the first act was okay, from what I remember. Right. Just how I break things down in my brain. I mean, yeah. I I've never seen it. This is why I'm asking. Oh, the first act is fine. That's so. That's up until we get. Like we're just starting to get to the rising action. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't full. We ain't fully there yet. So I enjoyed certain parts of the beginning of the movie. Um, I don't know, man. It's a schlocky mess of a. They just. It's another. It's a, it's another. Let's fucking just give everybody what they want to see, man. I just don't like it. I've never seen it. So just don't watch can it. Can you explain the plot at least? No. no. I didn't. <laughs> no, I can't. Because because you, you physically can't or do you refuse to? I physically can't. I cannot remember, and I refuse to rewatch it for this podcast. Oh lord! The second one's really good, and I only saw it once, and I can tell you specific scenes I enjoyed from it. That's how my brain works, guys. Look, this the third one sucks. You, it's if it's on, if they put it back on HBO like a couple days ago. Like, watch it and make up your own mind about it. I think it's really bad. Watch the second Conjuring. I think that's on Netflix right now. But that's not the most current one. The third one is the most current one. The that third came one out is the most year. current one. So where does Malignant 
lie into all this. <laughs> it and doesn't, the, but we should definitely nun. talk about it. Have you seen The Nun? I have not seen The Nun. Yeah, cool, because I tried to watch it and peaced out after 20 minutes. <laughs> Word. I just Love want to tie it back to Malignant. You made us watch like a little overview, overview and some and some short scenes. Yes, Malignant. And my impression was this looked like it would have been something really good if it was 40 years ago in a Cronenberg-y kind of horror. Okay, so I've seen oh, Malignant like twice. The first time I watched it, I was incredibly drunk, which um, if you do drink, not that you have to, but if you do, um, that's malignant. a really great mental malignant. state to be in for this movie. It's ri- be drunk for malignant, it's, apparently. It's ridiculous. Malignant. Don't be sober. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, 100%. The movie is just absolutely insanely stupid. Mm-hmm. But it's also like hilarious at the same time what what i can't decide and the jury is out on it is like is it meant to be as ridiculous and funny as it is or is it supposed to be taken seriously because i well i know how i feel about it right but i don't know how i'm supposed to feel about it because you showed me a woman who chops up a cop's arm and then beats some another cop with it yeah which on paper sounds fucking amazing right yeah that's like that's like some blade shit <laughs> yeah it's it, it sounds like that would be like oh that movie sounds fucking bomb i want to watch it right now so the whole shtick of this movie is and spoilers major spoilers but also um side note if doesn't matter if this movie is spoiled for you. You should still watch yeah, it. Yeah, fuck you, spoiler alert. Yeah, fuck you, spoilers. You need to watch this movie, though. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, if you're ever going to drink a bottle of wine, do it while you're watching this movie. Um, it's like uh, when you go to a carnival and it's like, they must be this tall. Yeah. You must have you must have consumed this much alcohol. To have a good time. Yeah. I mean, you can do it sober, It's for too, your safety. But yeah, <laughs> it is. It's for your mental health. <laughs> um, so... The movie, I'm going to try to surmise it in just a few sentences because we don't need to do a whole play-by-play breakdown of this (laughs) We very much don't. No. We don't even really Oh, no, we do. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the worst, funniest movies I have seen in a long time. worst as in it's just bad or worse as in it's the non Technically, it is made very well. Okay. That's that. that that's so not the issue. Very well as in I know, like the worst, are... and I can't believe someone threw money at this and said, "Let's make this." So oh. this is a movie that's so bad it's good, in some cases. It's not some, but I I is think it it's shark- like it's okay, a it's ironic. On. I'm gonna give you a scale. Is it the nun bad or Sharknado bad? Because well, see the nun. That's a good scale. The nun. Sharknado. The nun is so bad; it's not even watchable. It's it's yeah. almost it's Sharknado. Okay, it's, yeah. Sharknado. it's Sharknado. It's more Sharknado. Is it boring? No, no. Okay. This movie is not so boring. It's gonna notch up towards Sharknado. It's a, this is a Sharknado level dumpster fire <laughs> that was so well made, but it. I don't. You can call it the Rose Scale of Movies. Yep. How bad is it? Is it Sharknado bad? So bad that it's good? Or to the so nun. I'm just bad, like, I'm just imagining like whenever you see like something from a film festival. Or did have... y'all see Bye Bye Man? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but no, I'm just thinking nun. about like the how nun. like uh, the the classic like film festival like leaves around it. It's like it's so. What did you say? It's 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 Sharknado level bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want that on the box. 
No. You want to know what though? If I saw a movie that said Sharknado bad, I would watch it. Yeah, yeah, Sharknado, yeah, yeah. Sharknado. The reason why I ask that question though is Sharknado is such like a bad film that it's good because it was so. Like, I, that's that, definitely what they're the, purposely doing. So here's doing. the thing with like, Sharknado so and Malignant. Sharknado yeah. was never. They were like, yeah, we've got something here. Sharks in a tornado. Yeah, yeah. no, they Which knew. It happened. It has happened historically. It happens in Brazil. This is why I'm never going to Brazil. Rose, there are I never that Brazil. many sharks in a damn tornado for it to be a natural disaster. Does. Okay. No, it does. I'm never going to Brazil. Not because of sharks, because of spiders. Weather in Brazil, it picks up spiders from the Amazon rainforest, takes them literal miles, literally miles halfway across the country, drops them in Brazil, Brazil City. Or Brasilia? Brasilia? Yeah, Brazil City, the capital of Brazil. No, it's Brasilia, I think. (laughs) It's like Rio de Janeiro, Brasilia, whatever. Sorry, guys, if you're listening to this. Sorry, Brazilians. Sorry, sorry, Brazil. (laughs) But look, it just drops them, literally drops them, and they're alive. They're live Mm. fucking spiders, just like picked up from the like the. Well, they're more scared of you than you are of them. I don't care. They're they're eight legged. Uh, they don't need eight legs. I don't know why they have eight legs. But I they like fucking spiders. don't. They, do they are sure. devil spawn. They are devil spawn, Jess. We don't fucking need spiders them. Spiders are friends. No, they are not. Anyways, but like my point is Sharknado is so bad that it's good. The nun is just bad. Well, no. So here's what I'm saying is that Sharknado is a very self-aware movie. They know what they're <laughs> making. It is not. They're not trying to win an award. They're not trying to make. But they should. No, they shouldn't. They um they get a they get a they get a participation. It, yeah, no, it's a very specific movie for um having a few beers and laughing with your friends, which is awesome. More movies should be made like that. Agreed. People people need to have a good time. Everything doesn't have to be like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Did you have a good time or did you not? Did I have a good time when I watched Malignant? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so the 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 gist of the plot and I'll run through this really quick. Um a woman with a that's had multiple miscarriages with a very abusive husband, um, he, and he's abusive husband in a comical like, um, what is it, Lifetime movie kind of shit. Yeah, like, like a very how how many more times are you gonna get pregnant and I can watch those babies die on you like that kind of shit. Like the like, kind of things that someone that doesn't have a social filter would say. Yeah, like a real piece of shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So she suffers a terrible brain injury. And um, also the movie does open up with like, in like an insane asylum with like lots of flashing lights and like strobe lights, red lights, lots of lights, lots of overacting. And you see like um, this weird creature, whatever. This chick gets some bad head trauma. Also, um, main character has bangs and also her sister has bangs. And I got to tell you. Her adopted sister. Her, her, her adopted sister. Right. And I got to tell you, there are not that many friend groups of women where they all have bangs. And that was the first yeah. thing it's during my drunken gang. stupor that like the first thing I said was like, all right, new girl was pushing it. But like, there's no way that both of these sisters have fucking the same exact bangs. There's no way. There's absolutely no way two sisters would not copy the same exact haircut. That would never happen. But in New Girl, they were best friends. Yeah, well, in New Girl, that's New Girl. So, for Malignant, it's basically this child uh, is born with Siamese twins or something. So, the main character girl <laughs> has a, suffers a really horrible brain injury. 
she also starts having like these figments and these like visions. Um, her husband like ends up dead in her house, blah, 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 blah. Typical horror movie shit. Uh, it turns out she has a parasitic Siamese twin that was attached to her and has been living in the back of her head. And that head trauma reawoke the twin. And this like conjoined twin is like the demon in her or like it makes her see things or yeah it can like control her brain they share the same brain it's not really addressed that much and i gotta tell you not super important what is important though oh yeah parasitic guy in the back of the head nah, don't worry about it Voldemort. well Voldemort. Voldemort. well the best part is, is they like you know we 100 is it's the um sorcerer stone absolutely yep. it's very sorcerer stone everybody um What's the what's that teacher's name? I don't remember. Oh, it was the guy with the turban. Oh. It was. There are trolls, trolls in the dungeon. No, you, you should know. No, 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 no. That was that was um that. that was him. No, that, that was the teacher. that no that was Mrs. Norris's. Oh no, you no. are right. You did do it. It's this the guy with the turban who yeah, but was what's only in that one movie and then whatever. Dies. Like fuck J.K. Rowling. I'm so I like really. We like her content. Just fuck her as a human. Yes. Anyways, parasitic twin in the back of the head. It's absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, there's lots of red herrings throughout the movie for them trying for you not to figure out that the bad guy that's killing all these people is actually her um, parasitic twin in the back of her head. Uh, it, it They don't sell it well, but it's hilarious. The whole movie is so... The third act is phenomenal because... There are Matrix style fight scenes with the main character fighting backwards (laughs) as her parasitic twin as like the the conductor of her body. So she's walking backwards and like fighting all these cops and fighting all these hookers. Oh yeah. It's truly fantastic. Hookers? Yeah, straight up hookers. Yeah, she ends up in jail for some reason. (laughs) It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. amazing. But as far as like a movie goes, it's horrible. But like you, but like good horrible. Oh no, this is good horrible. I'm getting some very mixed messages on like whether or not you like this. No, 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 no. Jeff just loves it. I like it because it's funny. This is but I don't. But but it is sure as shit not a scary movie at mm-hmm. all. This is a comedy through and through. So Rose it's would like, like it. It's like, did you think Tucker and Dale vs. Evil was scary? Uh, the, all the verse evils to me are just more like bro-y, like cheer them on kind of deals. Verse evil? You've never seen Tucker and Dale verse evil? Have you seen Ash verse evil? Yeah. You would actually Rose like is, it. Uh, just to let you guys know, I'm shaking my head no. I've never seen any of these films. Again, I don't delve too much into horror, so. She's not a, she's not a spook, uh, fanatic. I love Scooby-Doo. That, that's the level but of this horror. movie Anything was scary than Scooby-Doo. sold yeah, really. as... A, a overt horror movie. What I want to get at is, and I like, I could spend all day and trying to remember at this point specificities about the movie, but um, it's not. It was sold as a overt horror movie, um, which it is absolutely not. It is a horror comedy through and through. It, mm-hmm. it, I I would love to meet the person. Please, if you're one of them. That actually saw this and th- was scared throughout the whole thing. I'd just like to have a conversation with you. <laughs> yeah. I really would. I, I just want you to tell me how you felt about it and what your favorite part, like how you felt about it. And you know where they can uh, send that message? Where? where? 
They can email us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's oneframeoff at gmail.com. I'm honestly curious. If you were actually scared by that movie, please shoot us an email. I would love to have a conversation with you. Or put it in the comments. comments. Yeah, put it in the comments. I would love to have a conversation with you. And put it in the comments. Put with your... Yeah. Comic in the comments. Yep. Uh, Do we all have any, like, good horror film recommendations oh yeah what are what are we watching for halloween what are we watching for project the blair witch i cannot say this enough i don't think that's a good movie it may not be a good movie from like a narrative standpoint because there's a lot of fucking plot holes and fyi the camera because there isn't a narrative (laughs) the cameraman and his buddy i think what they did with what they had was nice but like i said earlier at the very beginning i only watched like landmark films that changed the industry Blair Witch Project fucking blew the industry out of the water by creating a well it was viral yeah yeah it was viral it was a viral campaign documentary like the actor the families of the actors were getting condolence letters like oh my gosh I'm so sorry um for your loss and blah 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 and the actors are like no fam no hold on time out we're still alive what are you talking about they're like but it was a documentary no that was the first time that we actually see horror from a first person standpoint okay so my recommendations of what if people want to watch horror movies that will be relevant to what's happening later this year and next year um you can deep dive into the hellraisers we're getting a hellraiser hulu series it's a great time to become familiar with the cinebites um, the gore is top tier. The plot will move slow. Um, we're getting any screams soon. So watching yeah. the first Halloween three schemes. I've heard that is horrible. And we <laughs> don't watch Halloween kills. Everybody. We've talked about this and this is my recommendation of like things that are going to be expanded upon in the future. Uh, 13 ghosts. Yes. Well, so you guys know how passionate I am about that movie in general. Yeah. Yeah, I really am. Um, I know we're going to do an episode about me deep diving into why I think it needs to be made into a mini series because I'm very passionate about that. FYI, guys, it's not the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. It's a different series. That's what I originally thought. I would definitely say according... That's so wholesome. We all know we're talking about the Matthew Lillard, (laughs) Tony Shalhoub movie. According to the Rose Nightingale scale of scary movies... (laughs) It's definitely like leaning closer to like the uh, Sharknado side, where it's like you're more in there for a fun but ride. To be honest, though, I want I do want to point this out. The Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo was an amazing series that literally just kind of took the Scooby Doo franchise in a completely different direction. And we're talking about Halloween, and we're talking about ghosts. There were legitimate ghosts in that fran- the, the series. Where it just Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne. Like, wait, real ghost or animated real, ghost? Real, like, animated ghost. But the whole thing's animated, Jess. Well, it, I just, They're laughing at me, but I you just, know what? I just can't everyone, everyone who knows what I'm talking about knows that I'm right. No. <laughs> it's insane. The I select believe, few. I, I believe you. I, I don't watch that much Scooby-Doo. Honestly, I have no taste for anything that isn't like the old stuff. Because that's what I watched as a kid. By the way, is another one you should watch for Halloween, The Purge. Speaking of Scooby-Doo. I actually do like The First Purge. The First Purge is great. They kind what of, am I going to be watching on Halloween, though? They kind though? of go crazy with Probably purge. Hereditary. I'm going to watch Hereditary. Hereditary. I'm going to probably play some scary video games 
also that too. Yeah. But Brody, you had another point about Scooby-Doo. Oh Please. yeah. Like, Let's uh, talk about it. I saw this like maybe a month or two ago and I can't believe that I didn't think of this earlier, but it's a Scooby-Doo crossover. With Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. What's yes! the way? Okay. So Cartoon Network used to do these commercial breaks where it would have different Oh, Cartoon, Cartoon City. Yeah. Cartoon City with like different characters Golden from different- Age. Like all different Cartoon Network series. And there was one, one specific one. This is the one that sparked it, where Courage the Cowardly Dog met the Scooby-Doo gang from the Scooby-Doo franchise. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, oh shit, they ne- that needs to be, you know, that needs to have a legitimate crossover. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But Supernatural, FYI, if you need, oh, you, yeah. you need to watch it. It's on the list. I have so I much to I talk about it. I couldn't get into it. I Just haven't seen a single episode it, of Supernatural. I love, I love Supernatural. And they did a Scooby-Doo crossover because Jared and Jensen, the actors for Dean and Sam, yeah, absolutely loved the franchise growing up as well. Mm-hmm. So they did this whole well, I loved animated, it as a kid. They did this whole animated episode specifically to have a crossover Scooby with Scooby-Doo. Also, it's a DC, it's a DC-owned Detective Comics. If you didn't know that DC stood for that, DC Detective Comics. Oh. No, I didn't. Scooby-Doo. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, DC owns Scooby-Doo. That makes so, so like, much sense. The now. Batman franchise and all of these little. So we random... can have a Batman Scooby-Doo f- a crossover, and we just haven't yet. I feel like there's there has been, the been many Jess. <laughs> there has been. So- you should see the look I'm giving Jess. I have watched every single episode of Scooby-Doo. She just looked at me and was like, "Oh, I have a world to show." you. I have a world to show you, Jess. But no, that's all for today. But to be honest, like. The Supernatural gang in Scooby-Doo also makes it canon for DC. Just FYI. I love that. I love it so much. Brody's giving me a look of, okay, Rose, wrap that up. Nah, it's more like the, we can talk all day about Scooby-Doo. I love okay, the Okay, so last last chance for um, Halloween recommendations. I, Scooby-Doo! I, no, Scooby- don't. No, no, like, she, she's right. Uh, Scooby-Doo, regardless of if you want to watch the live-action movies or just cartoon binge, you're always right. Or if you want to watch... What's the one where they're on... I think it's Zombie Island, right? Zombie Island, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, it's just a guy in a mask. You gotta do two as well, because it actually explains shit. So, I have one more recommendation to give um, for a Halloween movie that is a little more lighthearted. And it's a slasher movie, because I feel like those are especially... No, no, I did watch the Child's Play remake I mentioned earlier, and I, I actually did enjoy at least the first two acts of it. But um, Happy Death Day to You is oh, actually yeah. um, yeah. is actually a lot of fun. It's not super scary, but it has horror elements, it's and a it's it, Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually um, really well done all the way through. It's a great movie. If you want a more fun version of like a spooky movie, like something that won't make you like Chucky. traumatized, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. I don't know, man. Child's Play can still be kind of scary for some people. But like, it this, it's still like the remake though. Um, was <laughs> watch the Chucky sequels if you want a good laugh with your buds. Also, Goosebumps. Any of the Goosebumps. Ooh. Or any of Peter Jackson's earlier horror yeah, movie work is Peter, also really good. Peter Jackson always, always good. There's no wrong turn in this time of spooky season. Also, no wrong turn is also a horror movie. <laughs> I totally did not mean that. You could be fucking with it me. It is. Er, no, no, no. Early 2000s. You know how like the Hitchhiker movies had like a huge time? Hey. Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's, That's not a horror movie. movie. 
That's it's like a it, that's an that's an everyday movie. <laughs> More of a general recommendation. Everyday movie. Hitchhiker's also, can I gripe about something real quick? Yeah, of course. So I don't know what network I saw it on, but like it's like on TV. They're doing a horror movie marathon, and right in the middle is Monsters Inc. That's not a fucking horror movie. No, it's not. Monsters no, it's not, not a horror specific. movie. They're all it's round and cuddly and cute. Though they're not scary. Yeah, they're not scary. I think... Um, anyway, that's a quick right. I think like A Nightmare um, Before Christmas is a great children's horror oh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not horror. It's just interesting. It's Yeah. Any A24 horror movie though, if you're a little more bougie. Mm-hmm. Any A24. Um, Black Coat's Daughter, I feel like I've recommended it to so many people and no one's ever watched we it. Briefly, we briefly touched it, We touched on uh, Eastern horror movies. That's more like if you're... We're going to do a whole episode on Korean horror in particular. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I really don't want to get into it right now. If you're a little right too now. tired of the Western spooks. And Japanese horror needs to be thrown out there as well. We mentioned The Ring. The Ring, always a good one. The Grudge as well, which I, I, I know a lot of... It, I know that's not what it's called in Japan, but um, I actually, um, <laughs> before we sign off, I saw The Grudge in theaters with some of my friends in high school. I remember when it came out. It was opening night. It was packed. And it was the only movie that I audibly screamed out loud in multiple parts. And that has never happened to me in a movie before. The The Ring was also very frightening. I was very young. I don't know. If you, if, there's a lot to be said about the actual um, experience of watching a, a movie in a theater as opposed to watching it at home in terms of your of fear. Oh, oh the VHS movies are also scary. Yeah. Yeah, they actually are really good. They're like more like little quick bits. They're, it's an anthology like vignette. Uh, they're, they're fun though, and they're great to watch on a laptop. It actually adds more to it. Uh, turn off all the lights, grab some candy, and watch the VHS oh. movies on your laptop. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we've touched on a lot of different subjects today. We, yeah, we. Uh, I'm. I'm sure. Like, there's a lot of people who are. I know that this is going to come out on Halloween Day, but if you want to wait for a year to watch some more spooks, then like by all me. means. Like me. Like Rose, who allows herself one year, one day out of the year to get. Spooked. Whatever. I'll get Rose to watch horror movie whenever I want her to. We'll trap her. Yeah. <laughs> They're working on it. It's only worked once so far, so we'll I'll keep you guys posted on how well it works for other movies. We're watching Hereditary. Yeah, we'll talk about Halloween. it. That's on Halloween, though. That's on the day that I allow it. All right, who wants to sign us off? I'll sign us off. Yeah. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Brody, yeah, that works. <laughs> this is Rose. Peace now. This is Brody. Uh, thunder thoroughly stolen. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Rose. Um. And this is Jess, and uh, thank you for listening. We've had a lot of fun discussing a gambit of horror movie information. Yeah, it's a lot. Hold on, Brody. No. (laughs) And Lorraine Warren, are they they, uh, fake? Yes or no? We we discussed it, and we all agree they're huge con artists. (laughs) Well, Jess and I, I don't think I heard Brody's. You know, I believe in love. That's a yes. That's, that's, that's a, a yes. cop out. That's yeah, because when you, cause you yes. can't testify against your spouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so right. Yeah. All right. Well, trick or treat, y'all. Yeah, trick or treat. Happy Halloween.